Hello, everyone. This is Mitch England again. Thank you for calling in to the March Driver Town Hall conference call. Uh, we're very excited to have all of you here. We're going to get started now. There's still more people joining, but I just wanted to give a quick introduction of, of what we're going to talk about today and, and uh, a little bit about what we, we like to do on these town halls. So um, we've got our entire executive team is on the line. Uh, we, we appreciate all the hard work that you guys do, and this is a great opportunity for us as an executive team to spend some time to collaborate with you, talk about things, talk about the business, see how things are going for you, hear your questions and answer them, and really work together to try to improve Sierra England. So we do this once a month, every month, and uh, we also record these events, and we put them in the podcast section of the CRE Toolbox app. So you can always go back and refer to them uh, if there's something you want to re-listen to or a question that you had heard that you want to hear the answer to. So check those out. We usually have them up on the app just a few days after this call. Um, so we're really excited to have you. We thank you for taking some, some time today to, uh, to, to give us your feedback and, and collaborate together with us. So um, what I'm going to do now is just turn it over to Josh England, President of Sierra England, and he's going to host the call. And so, Josh, go ahead. All right. Thank you, Mitch. Welcome, everybody. Appreciate, uh, I'd like to recognize everybody who's joining, members of the Sierra England family located all over the country. Uh, we appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining here today. Uh, if you are in a truck or in any kind of vehicle, please make sure that you are hands-free. Um, also appreciate uh, uh, executives who have joined to help answer questions here today. Uh, so I have a few things that we want to get into before we jump to the questions. Um, I first want to recognize the team on our safe and on-time performance. Uh, last week we were 99.1% safe and on-time against a goal of 98.7. So we again exceeded our goal. I want to congratulate the team for that. We continue to meet our ever more difficult weekly goal as we continue to raise that standard uh, all the time. Uh, and we have met that goal, that increasing goal consistently. In fact, we met it every week of the year. Um, so congrats on that. That comes as a result of a lot of great focus and hard work and attention to it. So uh, thank you for that. We're proud of this team. Um, we have begun our NASCAR-themed Safe and On-Time Cup competition. Uh, it began this week, and it will continue till the checkered flag comes down on May 1st uh, with the playoffs uh, following after that. Um, safety and... Sorry, Josh. Safety and... Yeah, no problem. Safety and service results uh, determine who advances who, into the playoffs. Um, commitment response percentage is the, the primary tiebreaker. Other tiebreakers include huddle attendance and safety video compliance. Um, of course, at stake are great bragging rights and a $100 prize for each driver on the winning teams. Uh, we have five different divisions uh, where we'll declare winners. Um, so it is time to shake and bake. The uh, cup has begun. Uh, I'd like to recognize some recent million milers. Uh, that we uh, also recognized briefly in the March safety video. Uh, what a great achievement this is. This is a pinnacle achievement as a professional truck driver. Uh, each of these individuals have, have reached 
that great milestone. Uh, John Burt in the Lidl Fredericksburg fleet, uh, Chuck Huggins, RL fleet, Tyrone Johnson, C5 fleet, Matthew Lazitsky, Auto Lead fleet, Albert Bork, the GP West fleet, and Tyrone Pollard, DG Lebec. You guys are amazing. Uh, we're so proud of you and, and uh, appreciate the way that you represent the company and the great job you're doing. So congrats to our million milers. I'm sure I speak for all on the call. Uh, we uh, congrats, congratulate you on this great achievement. All right, there are two areas where we need to ask for your help. Um, one of them is with equipment interchange inspections. So each time you get a new trailer or a new container or a new truck, we ask that you do an equipment interchange inspection. So on your uh, Platform Science tablet, there's a form that you can use uh, to, to walk around the truck and do that inspection quickly. Um, the reason why we're doing this, many times over the years, um, I've, I've had conversations with drivers where the concern is expressed, you know, too many of our trailers have damage on them. You know, when we go, when we need them, when we go to, uh, to get them loaded, we find that there's damage and then we have to try to figure out, scramble and find a plan B. All right, so these, uh, these equipment inspections are going to help us improve that. Uh, but it really only works well if we get everybody doing it, right? And then, then we can make a difference on that. Another reason why is it pr protects you uh, by demonstrating the condition of the equipment when you receive it so that, uh, you know, any damage to the equipment wouldn't get uh, pinned on you if it, if it didn't happen under your watch. Now, if damage does occur under your watch, report it. Uh, we'll, we'll work through it. We have processes for that, and, and we understand, right? So we'll work through it. If you don't report it, that's a whole different thing that we take more seriously even. Um, and so then I also get a question here and there about why is this separate from the DVIR, um, the Daily Vehicle Inspection Report? Um, and the reason why is the DVIR is a product of regulation, so we're limited in what changes we can make to it and how we can administer that. Uh, the equipment inspection is a separate thing for that reason. Um, okay, so that's number one as far as the, an area that we need your help on is doing equipment interchange inspections each time you get a new piece of equipment. Another thing we need to help, uh, your help on is uh, going to be described by Brandon Harrison, the president of our OTR division. Yeah, thank you, Josh, and <clears throat> thanks to uh, all of you who have joined on the call. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be part of this conversation, but uh, the other issue that Josh had referenced uh, that we're, we're running into is we are seeing an uptick, uh, especially in the over-the-road uh, OTR operation. We're seeing an uptick in damage being done to our trailers uh, by shippers and receivers as they are are loading and unloading product onto and off of our trailers, we are seeing a, a rash of incidents where sidewalls are being damaged, uh, freight is being loaded improperly, uh, where it's causing our trailer, our sidewalls to bulge, uh, chutes being ripped out. So we've seen uh, a significant uptick in this type of damage, uh, and we're seeing it with the number of, of shippers and receivers. 
So what, what we're asking from all of you and your help is to make sure you are being very thorough with inspections, uh, looking at the, at, at the trailer at the time that it's loaded, if you can. We know in many cases the trailer may be preloaded and sealed and you don't have that opportunity. But we ask that when that's not the case and, and you have the, the option and opportunity to peek inside the trailer to make sure uh, everything's okay, uh, make sure that you're looking and inspecting the trailer for, for damage at both the, the shipping and receiving facilities. Uh, and if you're seeing damage or if you're just watching, if, if, if you're watching or observing product being loaded and unloaded, if you see something that looks off, uh, that may, may have caused damage on the interior, please be sure to escalate that uh, immediately to uh, escalate it to your fleet manager. And as Josh had just mentioned, as you're conducting that, that the equipment interchange agreement, make sure and document it at that point. The sooner we can catch uh, the problem and the issue, the better we can address it with our customers immediately. Uh, number one, to make sure it gets fixed quickly, and two, to, uh, to get reimbursed. This is a significant issue. And it's, it's, it's costing the company a lot of money to make these repairs, uh, and it's also costing productivity. It's a huge frustration for all of you to be dealing with these issues when you pick up an empty trailer. It may be damaged on the interior. It has to go get some sort of work done on it uh, and may make that, uh, that, that trailer inoperable. So we are doing a lot of things uh, you know, behind the scenes, number one, to identify when, this, uh, when, when the equipment's being damaged. That's where we need your help uh, in communicating that to, uh, to us to let us know, but also working with our customers to educate them on when this is happening and escalating that to the receiving and shipping facilities that are causing the damage uh, to put better practices in place to, uh, to avoid that moving forward. So definitely need your help and appreciate all of you in advance for escalating those issues as you see them and for inspecting, thoroughly inspecting your equipment, uh, both on the exterior and the interior uh, of your trailers. Uh, I'd like to turn a little bit of time over to Daniel Smithen, our uh, Director of Operation Systems, to talk about some, some exciting stuff, some, uh, some technology that's going to help us uh, in this regards to, uh, to identify when this damage is being done uh, by, uh, by leveraging the uh, INCAP technology, our platform science system. So I'll, uh, I'll turn the time over to Danielle for a minute. Danielle, are you on? You might be on mute, Danielle. We can't hear you. Let's see. Hold on. Let me... Danielle, yeah. if you want to... Oh, are you there? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. Great. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, good morning. Uh, yeah, we're working on some exciting development for the tablets, something that hasn't been done with this tech company before. Um, development just barely started, so it's going to be a little bit before it's available. But um, one of the apps that we're working on for the tablet is called the Trailer APK. 
Uh, essentially, it's an app that's going to run in the background on the tablet. It's going to help us to validate trailer positions, trailers you're picking up, um, making sure that the trailer is going with the right division, that kind of stuff. It's going to help us avoid out-of-network trailers and that kind of thing. Once we have that trailer app all built and hooked up to the trailer data that we currently have access to, then we're going to work on making some changes inside of your workflows and your load assignments so that we can help identify when you're going through the workflow and entering a trailer number in that workflow that that is a new piece of equipment for you and then prompting you to fill out that equipment interchange inspection. So hopefully this will make the process easier for you down the road versus having to go into the form submission app and find the equipment interchange inspection separately. So we're hoping this development um, has some improvements. Brandon, is there something else you wanted me to talk about? No, Danielle, I appreciate you covering that. Thank you. Josh, we'll turn it back to you. Okay, thanks guys. Appreciate that and, and thank you to, to everyone uh, in the fleet on uh, your attention to those important issues. Uh, now we'd like to have a customer spotlight by Lori Akins, our VP of Corporate Sales. Thank you, Josh. Can you hear me okay? Yes. All right. Well, hello everyone. Today we wanted to highlight one of our OTR and intermodal customers, the Ferrara Candy Company. Ferrara is an American candy manufacturer based in Chicago, Illinois. They are one of the largest candy producers in the world. They operate seven manufacturing plants in the U.S. and Mexico, as well as several distribution centers across the United States. Ferrara manufactures several popular candy brands, such as Lemonheads, Brock's, Nerds, now and later my personal favorite, Sweet Tarts, Laffy Taffy, and Red Hots, to name a few. For 2022, in our intermodal division, we hauled an average of 16 loads per week, and we increased our awards with Ferrara for 2023 by 50%, making them a top five customer for our intermodal division. For intermodal, our largest volume origin is Illinois, and Texas is our largest volume destination. Because we are a drop-and-hook carrier, we can deliver and load over weekends, helping our operations stay productive seven days a week. Ferrara wants to ensure doing business with them is as easy as possible. All facilities that we pick up and deliver to are all drop-and-hook. If you are running early on a Ferrara load, dropping your load before your appointment is encouraged. Ferrara was one of our first customers to pilot new cross-border intermodal service from Mexico, and we plan to double our volume with them from Mexico for 2023. In our OTR division, we move about 60 loads per week with Ferrara, and they are a top five customer in OTR as well. Ferrara considers Sierra England a top-tier carrier and a crucial component of their supply chain. Our continuous on-time performance has elevated our status within their company. We are in active discussions with Ferrara to provide additional capacity out of Illinois. On-time pickup and delivery enable us to grow with Ferrara. We let Ferrara know that we were mentioning them in our driver town hall today. 
They ask that we share any feedback, both positive and negative, so they can look for ways to improve. Thank you, drivers, for all you do to be safe and provide such a high level of service to our customers. Thank you, Josh. Back to you. Thank you, Lori, and it's great to hear their openness to, to feedback. And it's, uh, it's Laffy Taffy for me. That's my favorite there. So uh, <laughs> now the rest of the time will be for questions. Uh, Mitch, why don't you give instructions? Yeah, thanks, Josh. Okay, I'm going to put it into Q&A mode. So you can just uh, enter star six on your dial pad uh, to get into the queue, uh, and, and that will raise your hand, and I can then call on you. So uh, star six again. Okay, we've got some people rolling in here. Let's start with Mark Wagoner. Mark, go ahead. Unmute yourself there and go ahead. Hey, Mark. Got it. How you doing, fellas? Good. How are you, Mark? Good. How are you today? Doing great, doing great. Another another glorious day in England. Um, I'll, I'll be very quick because I've got a few things I want to say. Uh, Danielle, if you would, please um, please describe the difference between sending in a trip package on uh, the toolbox versus the tablet. And if somebody could elaborate a little bit about some of the safety equipment that we got coming up in the, in the near future, I'd really like to hear about that. And... Um, the last thing, uh, you were talking about freight just now. I recently just became aware of Uber Freight, and I'm wondering if we have any talks going on with them to um, further our ability to move freight with more customers. Yeah, let's start with Danielle. Could you uh, address the uh, scanning uh, from the toolbox versus the tablet? Um, sure. I might have to defer to Rich for the toolbox side because that's really not my area of expertise. But I can um, speak about that on the tablet side. Um, as you know, Transfer is available on the tablets as a standalone app, and it's also available as the very last step of your workflow now. Um, we worked directly with Transflow to make changes um, for the information they were picking up inside of your workflow to make sure the correct information was getting into our system and those documents were appropriately being attached to the orders. So really at the end of your workflow, it's as simple as answering the question, do you have documents to scan with the word yes, hitting the scan docs option, which will take you directly into the Transflow app and then you can scan any items you have and send them in. Um, Rich, I'm not really... Uh, familiar with what's available on the toolbox side, are you? For scanning, it's just the, still the Transflow Mobile Plus app uh, that we've always been using. Uh, we wanted to make it available on the Platform Science tablet so you don't have to use your own uh, personal phone, but you are welcome to do so if you choose to continue using your phone. It goes to the same process, goes to the same back end, so uh, whichever you choose to use is fine. Mark, does that answer your question on that? Yes, it does. It, it, um, one follow-up, is it true you don't have to put in a trip package, um, the, the envelope, the trip envelope, if you're using the tablet? We still need the envelopes. 
Um, that's actually something go. that we are in discussion with, with payroll, um, to see, if, but we have to work with Transflow also, right, to see if that's something that we can do away with. But as of right now, we still need the trip hack images. There you go. Thank you Appreciate for that. I, I heard rumors that you didn't have to, so thank you for clarifying. Thank you. Yeah, good to get that, get that out there. We still need the envelope. We'll let you know if that changes. Um, all right, on the question about upcoming safety equipment, uh, Aaron Shepard, uh, VP of Safety and Marketing, could you uh, address that? Yeah, I, I'd love to take that one. Mark, we've got a lot of things in the works. Uh, we're, we're piloting a speed governor program in, a, in one of our California fleets that will limit a truck speed to posted speed that we believe will not, not only improve our, our safety CSA scores but uh, reduce accident frequency and severity. We're also looking into some new camera technologies, uh, specifically some backing cameras that Bluetooth into the platform science tablets. Uh, we'll be pilot, piloting those soon. If they were good, uh, obviously it'll take some some work to expand that fleet wide. Uh, and then, last but not least, we are uh, also investigating a new weather technology that will track weather in trucks much more closely and send in-cab alerts uh, to drivers when they're about to get on some potentially frozen roads or see some high winds and stuff like that. So, a lot in the works uh, right now, and hopefully, we can give you some more updates here in the future. Well, it's an ever-developing uh, area. Appreciate that, Aaron. And then, Lori, could you, as uh, uh, Lori Akins, uh, could you speak to the Uber Freight part of the question? I will. Thanks, Josh. Hey, Mark. We actually do business today with Uber Freight. <clears throat> We're moving about 20 loads per week with them today, and continue to be in discussions with them about how we can do more business with them. So, thanks for that call out on Uber Freight. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Lori and Mark. Thank you for the great questions and appreciate all you do. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Mark. All right, next question is going to be from a number. I don't have a name on this uh, number. It's just area code 740. And the last four is 4689. Go ahead and just let us know yeah. who you are, and then you can go ahead with your question. So what's your name, and then go ahead with your question. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, what's yeah. your name? Okay. My name is Lisa. I am with the Lima Charlie fleet, out, uh, which is the ICL container fleet out of Chester, Pennsylvania, Penn Terminals. All right. What's um, your I actually had an issue um, that happened a little bit ago, I think uh, about a week, week and a half ago. I had a question about some hazmat material that I was hauling. And of course, you know, we're always told don't rely on other drivers and such, you know, that kind of thing. So I went to my DM to ask a question on the hazmat material, and she was not allowed because she's not hazmat certified, which I totally respect and I get that. But she did refer me to compliance. So I called compliance to ask my question. They could not answer my question, so they referred me to um, a different, um, I can't remember the department, but I wanted to say it was safety. So they transferred me over to safety. When I talked to safety, they could not answer my question, so they referred me back to 
the driver service hotline, which of course is voice activated. That I'm getting the runaround because when we call hazmat material, there's times where we have questions and it's after hours and we can't get a hold of anybody. Is there somebody specific that we can call or can you assign somebody specific that is hazmat compliant and, and certified that we can call seven days a week, 24 hours a day to ask our specific questions about the hazmat material? Well, Lisa, appreciate the question. It sounds like you stumped us uh, that night, and uh, we sounds like we've got something to learn on, on that one. Um, Scott Adkins, do you want to uh, address that? Hi, Lisa. This is Scott Adkins, and VP of Dedicated. I've actually got oversight for the ICL account. I know we don't do a ton of, of hazmat. It's very spotty. But when we do, you definitely have some good point-out questions there to get versed on. Um, so what I'll do is have a takeaway, and I'll get with Casey to see what kind of volume you're doing. But I think most of all what you're asking from what I'm hearing is a point-of-contact uh, line to reach out to to actually get your specific questions answered correct. Well, uh, we used to have one. Required. Not, not to interrupt you, but uh, and I, I'm sorry for that. We used to have one, but apparently she's no longer with the company. And yeah, we need somebody that we can talk to on the company side because we're going to be having a lot of, uh, you know, new drivers coming into the fleet and so on and so forth that are going to have questions. So I, I mean, I know a lot about hazmat, and we do quite a bit of hazmat, but. For these new ones coming in, they're going to have questions. Yeah, definitely a valid question because we definitely, uh, you know, go through our cycles of hiring and students for DJP mentee programs and what have you for that. So uh, absolutely good call out. I'll, I'll take that as a takeaway and also follow up with our compliance team and I'll reach back out to you. I appreciate yeah. that. What now is, the second can I get issue. Your driver code, Lisa. Driver code is uh, first initial L, as in Lima, Sam, Kilo, Alpha, November, Echo. Appreciate that. Uh, Scott, uh, Kevin Carlisle, could you, could you chime in on this as well? You there, Kevin? <clears throat> Kevin's struggling to connect here, but he. Uh, what we'll do, Lisa. One of the important roles of these meetings is when we identify issues that we need to work on and, and get organized on. Uh, we can we can take that offline and, and figure out the right plan. Uh, we'll ask Kevin Carlisle. He's over our, our compliance team to uh, reach out to you and make sure we understand the issue fully and. Um, and and we'll make sure we, we get a good plan in place. So appreciate that. You mentioned I, you have another question? Just one other, and it does inc uh, involve the tablet. Now, in the past, when we had the, the Qualcomm, we were able to listen and listen only to our messages. Is there any way we can have that again 
to where all we have to do is hit the one button and be able to listen to messages. Yeah, Danielle, do you know the answer to that one? Yeah, we made that change a couple of months ago. Messages should be going out with the next priority level up. You'll notice that the message itself has an orange bar on the top. But if you're driving when that message comes across, there is a notification that comes across the tablet in the upper right-hand corner, and to the left of that notification is the play button. If you hit that button, you should be able to listen to the message. I do not have that on my tablet. I have never been able to listen to a message while I'm driving. Okay, I'll take a look at the messages going out on your tablet. I have your driver code here, and so we'll see what's going on there. Hey, All right, Danielle, thank you. For the benefit, for the benefit of, of others, could you run through that again? Is where, where you find that button to listen to the message? Do that again. So when you get a new message on your tablet, we call them growler notifications, but basically it's a bar that appears across the top right-hand corner of the tablet underneath the header of the tablet that tells you you have a new message. And to the left of that new message notification, there is a play button. So if you're driving, you should be able to click that button and have the message read aloud to you. Yeah. And is that Yeah, is that I don't little, have that. Does that little banner stay up, or is it only there temporarily? It's there temporarily, and then it goes away after. Okay. So if you see that thing pop up, you know you have a new message, you could hit the play button to listen to it. Otherwise, uh, if it's not urgent, you can just leave it, and that little banner goes away, and then you can catch it when you're, when you're not driving. And Correct. this is Rich. This, yeah, this is Rich. I had a... Um, we had a similar question on last month's call. And so what we'll do is we'll go through and put out some documentation to all drivers so they understand how it works. We'll also do some validation on our side to make sure that there's not something else going on that we're not aware of. Yeah, anytime I touch my tablet, it says device locked while driving. That's it. It won't let me do anything else. Yeah, that's... The uh, messages that go out with the higher priority that Danielle referred to should override that that lock. But again, like I said, we'll uh, we'll verify that that's working the way it is and get documentation so the drivers understand how they can their those messages while they're driving. Okay. Yep. I greatly appreciate the time. Thank you. I Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate also... it. Sorry. Josh. Oh, was that Danielle? Go ahead, Danielle. Yeah. I should also clarify that we've only made that functionality available for important messages, so free-form messages, things that are coming from your DMs. Uh, the daily safety message, uh, like fuel solutions and things like that, which you can check on later, don't necessarily need to be read out loud because no one wants to hear their entire routing read to them while they're driving, right? Those, those right. messages do, do not have the higher priority. Okay. That might be part of it too, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Maybe the message you're wanting to listen to isn't classified as high priority, and therefore that functionality isn't Maybe. available. So, yeah. Okay. Well, appreciate that. I appreciate and, uh, it. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa, for the questions. All right. Thanks, Lisa. We'll go to the next question. This is from area code 435, last four digits, 4126. Go ahead with your question. Why don't you tell us your name? As well, full name, please. Can you guys hear me? 
Yeah, we can hear you. What's your yeah. full name? Hi, my name is Tyson. I am on fleet C6. Um, I do want to touch on two things. You were breaking up. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Yes. It help if I, it help if I uh, if it help if I lower my mic. I, my name is Tyson. I work on fleet C6. What's your last name? Tyson? Uh, Simpson. Okay, great. Thanks, Tyson. So, um, two things I want to bring up quickly. Uh, so, um, one thing is um, we've been having a big issue with right now is bird's eye. Me and my team driver have been having massive issues with bird's eye. And I'm sure I'm not the only driver, or we're not the only ones dealing with it. Bird's eye is becoming more of an issue the longer and longer I'm being here at the company, telling me that my... Uh, they don't ever have any right information, um, telling me, you know, ev almost every time we go through that our trailers or our trucks are red tagged when they're not, or making our lives n unnecessarily complicated. I'm not even allowed to unload my pickup truck onto my semi. I have to carry all of my clothes and my coolers and everything I take home with me through the rain, like I did in Salt Lake, and soak everything because I'm not allowed according to policy. We've also had issues where we can't even take empty trailers out of yards that we're required to due to workflow because Bird's Eye says no, and apparently they run everything and I can't ever override it. So that's, that's becoming increasingly more frustrating because there's never a, a strict policy on how everything's handled. It's always just up in the air, and it's extremely hard for us to do our job on time, every time. And the other thing we really want fixed as well is driver accountability. Uh, this morning we had to wait three hours for a tow truck to come out and dig out our trailer that was sunk in the dirt in Stockton, California because nobody decided to read the messages that says to put the boards underneath the trailer so they don't sink. And we, it's also a dedicated trailer that they were not supposed to load. And this is becoming Thank a you. further and further thing that just needs to, you know, to stop. I've taken 12 dedicated trailers in a month because people are loading these when they are not supposed to be. And it's just oh, it's becoming a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, appreciate that. Uh, starting with the last part first, um, appreciate that public service announcement you just gave us. Uh, that's an area we need to improve upon, right? Taking the right trailer. Uh, don't take the dedicated trailer if, if it's uh, not supposed to be on that load, um, and then certainly following the instructions uh, in the case you gave so it doesn't get sunk in the mud. So uh, I think that's a great one. Um, Dave, all red, could you uh, uh, speak to the bird's eye one? Before we get there, Tyson, which location uh, are, are you having trouble with on the bird's eye question? Uh, Salt Lake does not allow me to take my personal vehicle in to unload all of my about 250 pounds of stuff that I take home every week or every couple of weeks when I go home. They refuse to, uh -huh. so I got to take them home through the rain usually. It's mostly Salt Lake that I have an issue with that on. Laredo uh -huh. is the one that we have the most issues where they're telling us that we're not allowed to take empties anymore, only locals are, and that uh, our trucks are red tagged. It's usually Laredo that I have the most issues with. Colton is always fine. I like the Colton people. They're always, always. All right. Let's, yeah, let's start with Dave Allred. Facilities are within his responsibility. And then uh, Dan Flanagan, who's over our maintenance team. So let's start with Dave. Tyson, this is Dave Allred. I'm the Vice President of Management Services, and I oversee our facilities. And I appreciate uh, your call today and, and 
weighing in on some of these issues. Um, I appreciate Josh also kind of clarifying where these issues are happening because we do have bird's eye at several locations within the company. And so there's probably a little bit more detail related to some of the issues uh, related to your personal items and those kinds of things uh, back and forth. And so it may be wiser for me to just uh, go offline and after uh, this call, I can give you a call. I'd like to have uh, Andrew Carlino join me, who's our director of corporate facilities, and we'll just kind of uh, identify some of the individual issues that you've got and uh, see if we, can, if we can address those for you. I also know Definitely. that uh, Dan Flanagan is on right now, and uh, he probably has uh, some feedback that he can provide related uh, to trailers and that kind of thing. So hopefully that answers the question to start with, and uh, I've got your driver code, and we'll reach out to you after the call. Hey Dave, okay, any any comments? Yeah, any comments about the uh, the procedure for transferring personal uh, gear from the truck to the car? Uh, any comments on on the policy with that? Well, primarily the reason we do that is because we uh, have a hard time tracking uh, uh, loss of items that come in and out of the property, and so. We've had people in the past who have driven their vehicles in, and then we've had uh, loss that's come from that. And so I know it can be a hassle, but uh, Tyson, let me reach out to you, and let's find out exactly what your particular issue is and, and uh, see right. if we can't help, uh, help resolve something for you individually. All right. Well, and it doesn't, doesn't each yard have a spot where you can uh, pull your truck up close to where your car would be so it's a shorter transfer? Dave, any comments on that? You know, I'd have to have Morris and Andy weigh in on that. Wendy, uh, either one of them are on the call, and they could probably uh, talk about that. Okay. All right. Uh, appreciate the follow-up on that, Dave. Uh, Dan Flanagan, could you uh, chime in on this? Dan, are you able to connect? I know he's on the call. <clears throat> Dan? You there, Dan? Okay, we're struggling to get Dan. Why don't we do this? We'll uh We'll keep moving, and if uh, we can get Dan on, then then uh, he he can just jump on whenever he can can get through. So, um, alrighty, thank you. Yeah, Tyson, appreciate the you chiming in and and uh, with the questions. So, yeah. Thanks, Tyson. Okay, next question comes from what, the, what it says. There's a Gilbert Cortez. Gilbert Cortez, go ahead, unmute yourself. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I've had a problem in the last month. Um, I, I'm, I'm really asking if we're going to increase the inflow and outflow going to California for the OTR division. I do live in Las Vegas, and uh, this last month um, I've taken more 34-hour resets, and I've taken smaller runs in the West Coast. Uh, to the point where I can't even really pay my bills because I'm sitting around more than, than normal. 
Uh, I also missed a very important uh, home time uh, for Friends Memorial in California because they said they didn't have uh, anything going to California. Um, so I'm kind of concerned, for, especially for everybody that lives in California and everybody that lives kind of in the Mountain West region because I'm from Las Vegas, that uh, if this is going to be happening, like we're not going to be able to get to our home time because there's no flow going in or out of California. And, uh, yeah, my managers have just been telling me that there's just no product going in or out of California right now. Is uh, In the future coming on, um, is there going to be more stuff coming in and out of California or the OTR division? Yes, let's, uh, let's ask Brandon Harrison to address that. Go ahead, Brandon. Hey, Gilbert. Appreciate you calling in, and uh, that's a very, very valid concern. Uh, California is a an extremely challenging market right now, just uh, across the entire industry. There's just challenges. There's just not enough freight coming out. Uh, and the timing of your question is a good one. We uh, we spent a uh, some time this morning as a leadership team talking about what we're doing there. Uh, that is a that's a key part of our network in OTR. So we are working diligently right now on some large bids to uh, procure to get more freight um, out of the California market. You're probably well aware Walmart is a big player for us out of out of Colton uh, to to get more freight out of it. And Walmart has a bid that they're in the process of finalizing actually this week for an implementation date in, a, in a, uh, about a month. So, and Walmart's not the only customer we're working with to get more California volume. Uh, so what, what's happened, because we are not able to get enough freight out of California, uh, we've had to reduce the number of loads that we're booking into California to try and avoid that layover and completely understand your concerns. And I'm sorry to hear also that we, uh, we had missed your home time request. Uh, for a memorial service. Uh, that's going to require some follow-up on our end as well. I'm sorry to hear that, and, and apologies for that miss. Uh, but rest assured, we are working diligently. Uh, our, our sales team is working diligently to find more opportunities, new shippers out of California to better support that market. And there's also a, a seasonality component to uh, to California as well. So typically, the month of the month of February and, and, and March are typically two of the slowest months out of California. Uh, typically, as it gets a little bit later into the season, we start to see an uptick with, with a lot more production happening out of California, produce being, being one of those products that starts to run. So uh, in addition to the new freight that we're looking to get with, with new shippers out of California, uh, and getting more freight with our existing shippers, we do expect there to be some uh, a seasonality push here in the near future, probably in the next 45 days or so, uh, and getting more freight out of California just, just from seasonality purposes. So, uh, again, great question, but we expect, to, uh, uh, we expect to alleviate those concerns that you have and put you in a position to get home uh, more often as well. Another thing we can look at, 
is is potential dedicated opportunities. We can have uh, Lisa Butler reach out to you to talk about maybe some regionalized or dedicated opportunities in your area uh, that may be beneficial as well. But again, appreciate you calling in, uh, and we uh, will updates to follow as we are starting to get more bid awards uh, to, to better support our California outbound business. All right, Thanks thank for you. that, Gilbert. That uh, is a, a very important topic that is, very, is top of mind for us and being worked on uh, with our best minds. There's a lot of effort right now, so appreciate you bringing that up. Um, let's go back to Tyson's question. Uh, Dan Flanagan, are you able to to get onto the call or unmute. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so back to the question about bird's eye and the, the yep. uh, challenges that Tyson expressed with, with bird's eye. Yep, and I just wanted to say, first of all, Tyson, thanks for calling in and, and letting us know about this, but uh, it's, it's, uh, I just want to agree with you because one of my uh, shop manager here in Salt Lake City came up and said the exact same thing that Bird's Eye uh, is saying that traders are red tagged and they're not red tagged. Uh, and I told my shop manager, Aaron, I said, put together uh, some information of, of what stakes are, we're seeing there, the dates and times and trailer numbers. And so we are aware of it and we're on top of it and we'll fix this. And again, thanks for calling. Appreciate that, Dan. Yes, All right, let's move on to our next question. All right, next question. Let's go to William Fledney. William, go ahead. Hey, thank you, Mitch and Josh. Uh, I'll make this really quick. Um, just a comment or maybe a suggestion. Josh, I know you've made a video on chaining up and how to put the chains on. I was wondering if the company would consider maybe making something on how to store our chains when we're done using them. Uh, if you've ever gone into yard sometimes, you see the chain droppings all over the place. Uh, you know, they get entangled and you try to get a set and it's like, you know, taking a part of a Rubik's Cube. So I was wondering if maybe we can have a video made of how to properly store them if you're not going to keep them on your truck all year or keep them in the storage bin, but not just to toss them on the ground so that uh, there's just a stack of chains and we can never get them undone. Yeah, great thought. Um, Aaron Shepard, uh, you could speak to that. That'd be great. Yeah. William, good idea. We'll add it to our production list. Asking you shall receive. Yeah, appreciate that, William, and, and all you do. And, uh, you know, that chaining video, sometimes I get made fun of because I was doing chains in 60-degree weather. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, at least we uh, got the job done to demonstrate it. So, anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll, we've got that on the list now uh, as a future video to produce. Thanks, William. All right, thanks, William. All right, next question. Keith Singleton. Keith Singleton. You there? Hi, this is uh, – yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, again, I'm Keith. I just wanted to say something positive to the executives. Uh, the little things you guys do over my over five years with you uh, have meant a lot. Uh, uh, you raised uh, Chad and and uh, Josh went out on a road uh, once once and came back and said we're going to 65. Thank you very much. Two thumbs up. Uh, then Chad went down a hill, uh, Parley's Canyon, and said we've got to add descent control. 
And now when I teach mentees descent control, you know, amongst all the other speed control uh, methods, once they learn that descent control, they use it for every bunny hill around the nation. Thanks for descent control. And most recently, uh, uh, SmartPass has been very helpful in, in uh, managing traffic. But uh, uh, something maybe a little larger, recently you added a uh, commitment to excellence to the community, and I got to participate in that even before you uh, put it into, into your mission statement. Back on uh, Thanksgiving Eve last year, I was dispatched to pick up an empty trailer in Iowa from a Target distribution center, and that was the only thing I was dispatched on the trip. And ostensibly, I, would have, I was going to get another trip after that. But when I got to the empty trailer, the Reaper was running, and I, instead of turning it off and hooking up to it, I checked it, and there was product left inside, 800 pounds of Hawaiian bread rolls that had been overshipped to Target, and Target rejected them. So I pulled the trailer, contacted my driver manager, and waited for instructions. And they, you guys ended up having me go to Iowa Food Bank, where I met a bunch of professionals that offloaded the, the uh, product and, uh, and gave me a receipt for dropping the product off. And then as I left the facility and drove around on Thanksgiving Eve, there was a line of hundreds of people lining up outside the front of that facility to get, a, you know, community Thanksgiving baskets. Wow, so I that's just, great. I really, I, 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 and here's the thing, guys. You paid me, and I get paid well, by the way, to do the deadhead. Then you paid me a drop charge when they added the Iowa food bank to it. And then, of course, you gave me a reload, and I get to keep on making money. So my part was for free. And I'm not going to let on to you that I would have done it without any, any pay to me. But I just <laughs> thought it was big. And I, I saw you. Uh, I think you were already given excellence with the uh, Feed a Child program. And anyway, so the little things you guys do uh, mean a lot. Uh, Chad and Josh, uh, get back out on the road and bring us some more. <laughs> Love it, Keith. Thank you for those comments. And what a, what a cool story about uh, – you know about the the Hawaiian rolls, and then you saw the the people who who benefited from those, and uh, that's that's an uh, an amazing thing, and and it's a blessing to be part of the communities we're part of, and and it's our privilege to be able to try to give back some. And and Keith, thank you for your five years of of dedicated service, and and we sure appreciate you and the important role you play on the Sierra England family. So, thank you. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Keith, so much. We're going to go to the next question is from Ellen Baker. Ellen Baker, go ahead. Good there. morning. Good morning. I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you well. Yeah. Good morning. Um, this is, I'm not sure if this is specific or if it was England. Um, Sierra England is really big on getting clean inspections, doing our pre-trips, our post-trips, taking care of our equipment. And when I first joined England and my husband and I were teaming on pods, we were paid for clean inspections. If I remember correctly, it was like $25. Um, I've had one level one and two level three inspections in the last six months since Halloween. All three of them were clean. Well, when I submitted the paperwork for it, I was told they don't do that anymore. 
Is that a program we can bring back to encourage drivers to continue to do proper pre-trips, post-trips, you know, every time you stop, check your lights, tires, straps, et cetera, so that they have more of an incentive to keep our equipment in working order? Because three inspections in the last 60 days and all three have been clean. It's kind of an accomplishment. So I'm just wondering if that's something England would look at doing. Yeah, well, first of all, congratulations on uh, on three uh, clean inspections. Uh, we appreciate that, and boy, that's a great example of uh, what we're all uh, working toward, right, is uh, make sure that those inspections are uneventful and, and routine. So uh, really appreciate that. Um, you know, it's not something we're, we're currently considering uh, as far as reinstituting uh, you know, pay for a clean inspection, uh, but it's something we can, you know, we can be thinking about. So, um, it, but in any case, appreciate your commitment and the commitment of everybody else to, uh, you know, to uh, properly maintaining the equipment and inspecting it. And I think we're always raising the game on that. And of course, the great outcome there is that we have uh, fewer times where we have disruptions to our service to where we have disruptions to our ability to get out and haul freight and, and get things done, uh, you know, and, and certainly safety is the biggest, uh, you know, desire there. So anyway, appreciate that. That was, that was a very limited um, uh, offering, uh, you know, in, in one spot that as far as I'm aware, and it was inconsistent with what we were doing elsewhere. Um, and, and so that's, uh, I guess, how that one popped up. So. Uh, Helen, appreciate all you do and appreciate your, uh, like I said, your commitment to clean inspections. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, thanks, Helen, for that. Let's go to the next question. Uh, this is from Rich Mary. That's the name I have on this list. Eric 214. You there? Hi, how are you? Yeah. Good. Good. Hi. Um, my my question. Name? My name is Mary. Okay. Hi, Mary. Yes. Hi, Mary. Driver code M R U U. Hi. Um, my question is about the platform science on the um, Qualcomms. You know the old clunky ones we had. Regardless yep. of what status um, you were in, you were able to hear your messages and control your own volume. But with the tablet, when I go into sleeper status, there is absolutely no control. You can't hear anything. It automatically shuts it off. Well, you know, we my fleet, we start early, we shut down early, and there's a lot of times we're waiting a few hours for our reload. Even though the tablet can be removed and brought back here with you, there's still no way of hearing when the reloads come through. So my question is, is there any kind of way we can get our volume back to where we as drivers can control it, regardless of what status we're in? Yeah, good, good question, Mary. Uh, Danielle, do you, uh, you understand the, the question there? Um, I do. Thank you for asking, Mary. Uh, I do believe 
I will have to check after this meeting, but I do believe we have control over that configuration on our Platform Science portal. So let me take a look at how it's currently set, and then we'll see if we can make some adjustments. Okay, so Danielle, this you. is, I guess, this, this is, I guess, if someone's in the sleeper, we're trying to set it up so they're not getting disturbed, right? Correct. And I do believe we have control over that. If we don't, then I'll have to contact Platform Science about that change, but I do believe we have control over that. Okay, because I'm sure a lot of drivers is like, oh, that's a blessing. But, you know, because of being on pod fleet, we shut down early. And our um, reloads can come in with a matter of one, two, three hours, and that's a good time to take a nap, you know, or shut yourself down for the day. And we, I have no way of being able to hear when the reload comes through. Yeah, yeah, understood. And yeah, I guess the that is what we'll have to consider is. Um, does that make sense for for the others as well? You know, uh, changing those settings on when you're in sleeper status. Um, so yeah, that's an important issue. I appreciate you bringing that up, Mary, and and we will look into it. Danielle, if you spearhead that, that'd be great. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Thank you. Have a good day. Perfect. Thank you, Mary, and thank you for your great work on the pod fleet. Um, wanted to revisit uh, revisit. Uh, again, Tyson's question on bird's eye. Uh, just as we've been, uh, we have a little chat session going with with uh, some of the leaders, um, and just another comment that wanted to we wanted to add on that. We do have a uh, a drop area of the bobtail lot in Salt Lake uh, where you can pull your truck up close to your car, and there are signs on both sides of that where it's a 15 minute loading unloading zone. Um, so that's a, a spot where you can kind of, I don't know if it's ever convenient to haul your gear in and out of the truck, but it's more convenient than uh, most thoughts would be, I guess, right? And, and so it's designed to facilitate that. Um, we don't currently have that in Colton or Laredo, um, in term, if we're just thinking about our major terminals. Um, and so our facilities team is going to be working on that and see if there's a spot we could do something similar there to make it more convenient to move gear in and out of the truck. So wanted to give that little follow-up update. All right, Mitch, we probably have time for one more question. Okay, one more question. This will come from uh, Timothy Stern. Timothy Stern, go ahead. You there, Timothy? Okay, dude, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, my question is regarding truck assignments. My truck went into the shop back in January. It was in the shop for an extended period of time, so my DM offered me another truck to go out and use so I could continue making money. Well, yeah, I came back. I came back, um, let's see, it was March. Ooh, Six, five, four, about March 2nd, and my truck was no longer at Freightliner. Come to find out, my truck had been reassigned to another driver. Now, this truck has all my personal gear in it. It was never detailed. I went through the Laredo shop, and they said it was 
was supposed to be detailed, but it never did get detailed, so all of my stuff is still in it. And I'm in, I'm in a brand new truck now, so I'm happy as far as truck wise, but all of my personal gear was in that truck and nobody knows where it is. The driver said that he had some of the things that, you know, he had the refrigerator, microwave, TV, and bed, but there was no other personal gear in there. And nobody can, everybody's gone silent on me. You know, I've, I've tried to get answers. I asked him to leave my my gear at the Laredo yard because I was going on home time and the truck I was in was still there. Well, I get back from home time and none of my gear was in the truck. Find out it's back on the road with all of my stuff. Yeah, sorry so, to hear that, Timothy. Yeah. Um, Troy Dessert, VP of OTR Fleet Operations, could you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. So, Timothy, thank you for uh, getting on here and voicing your concerns here. You know, this is uh, obviously a pretty big issue here. So, if I could get your your driver code, I will uh, give you a call after this call. We'll we'll track all, everything down. Let's see what we can do to fix this for you. Think, you know, that's pretty concerning. Yes, sir. It's a Tango Sierra Kilo November. Okay, Timothy, I'll give you a call right after this call, and, and we'll go to work on this. Okay, very good, sir. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Troy, and thank you, Timothy, for, for raising that important issue. Uh, at this point, we're going to conclude the call. Thank you all for uh, the important roles that you play on the CR England family, and we, we appreciate you. You make us proud. Thank you, and congratulations on the great performance on, on our safe and on-time percentage that's headed ever closer to 100%. So uh, let's all do those small things that, that uh, we talk about a lot between us, those small things that make a big difference in the end on those results. Um, let's keep, uh, keep working on those things like we've been doing so, uh, and stick together as a team. So thank you guys all, and I hope that everybody uh, has a great day and be safe out there.